morning. Um, we're on Zion Omid Base. Um, one, two, two lines down in the wide, the very wide lines, where it says, Omar Rabbi Yechanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechayim. Continuing on with the various teachings of Rabbi Yechanan that he heard in the name of Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechayim. So, Omar Rabbi Yechanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechayim. It's harder for a person to have within his own house to have somebody who is uh, plotting against him. I don't know what the best word for Tarbus or bad upbringing, but uh, somebody who's having a go at him is worse than Milchemes Gogomog in the war of Gogomog, which is to come. Shenem, as it says, Mizmar de David. A song to David, when he was running away from Avshalom his son. As we know, Avshalom his son rebelled against him, he had an uprising against his father David. And then right after that, in that parsha which is talking about David running away from Avshalom, he says, Hashem, how many are my enemies, my adversaries, many who rise up against me. When it comes to the war of Gogumago, Kasiva writes, Lomo Rogashu Goyim Uluumim Yagurik. Why do the nations why do they gather Uluumim? I think it means to gather, it means uh, sort of to move a lot of Regesh, they're sort of uh, plotting Uluumim Yagurik and uh, regimes, Yagurik um, sort of talk and deal with, with uh, nothing Rick is like nothingness. But the Ilumor Abu But one thing it doesn't write in that Posik is how many are my enemies? How many are my adversaries? So you see that when it comes to Mulchemis Gogumog, he says that they're working for nothing. But it doesn't say Mor Abu When it comes to his own son of Shodan who's plotting against him, it says Mor Abu how many how how much is um, how many are my adversaries? So you see that it's worse to have this Tabas Ra, this bad um, sort of uprising within his own house, is worse than having Gogumogog in the future. The Gemara then continues, once we've quoted this uh, thing about Avshalim. So it says, Mizma le David David Amalek begins that Mizma, he says, Mizma le David, a song to David when he was fleeing from Avshalim his son. Ask the Gemara, Mizma le David, it's a song to David. Kino le David me boile. It should say a lamentation to David. That's not something to sing over. So Omar Abi Shimon ben Abi Interesting, the same name. Abi Shalim was the person who said it was the son of Abi Shalim. He says, Moshe l'ma adovah zaymeh. To what can this be compared? The Odom sheyotza alov shedar chayv. To somebody who a star of, uh, of debt goes out um, against him. A document in which it says that he owes money. Before he pays it up, he was, he was upset, he was nervous. Where's he going to get the money from? But after he's paid it up, he rejoices, he's happy. So, so too with David. When our Kodesh Baruch said to him, Behold, I'm going to cause to rise up against you, evil from within your own house. He was upset. Because Omai said, What's this wrong? Shem or Eved, or Mamza, who maybe is going to be a servant, or a Mamza, somebody who is born 
wasn't just illegitimate from a forbidden relationship, it will take no pity over me. Given the Chaza, the Avshalim, who once he saw they were Avshalim, this was the law, it was his own son, then Someach he was happy, because of that, Omar Mizma, he said Mizma. In other words, he said, no matter how upsetting it is to have Avshalim, his own son, rising up against him, but at least he was at ease now because he knew what this role was. Until now, he was living with the uncertainty who would be this role, who would be this person from within, from within his own ranks who would rise up against him. Maybe it would be an Eber, maybe it would be a Mamza, somebody would take no pity on him. When he saw it was his own son, his legitimate son, his righteous son, as it were, he said at least, no matter what his son does, he'll always have within him that certain empathy which he feels towards his father, and therefore, he said a mitzvah. And the Vilna Gaon explains what, what exactly is the moshal and the nimshal here. He says, because when a person has got a debt hanging around his neck, he's nervous because he thinks, it's not just where he's going to get the money from. He's the whole time he's worrying this person's going to come to me, he's going to come to me, where's the money, where's the money, where's the money? And his, whole, his day and night become one longer, it becomes, a, it becomes an absolute depression because he, he knows he's living with this, with this uh, noose around his neck. But once he's paid up, he knows, look, it's been paid up. That, that, uh, that uh, burden has been taken off him. So to here, with David Amelech, it was this feeling of, you know, what's this, you know, this, this person is going to constantly, I think it's, I can't remember exactly how he puts it, but it's, it's something along these lines, that um, before, before he'd seen it with Absalom, it was the constant worry, who is going to be this, this person who's going to, um, who's going to come out from, from his house, I've forgotten exactly how he, uh, he finishes off here, but uh, when he saw it was Avshadim, he said, at least now I know, I, I know what it is, and uh, as we said, he, wasn't, uh, he, was, he was no longer nervous. And if he said a Mizmar, it's a song because at least he's got this peace of mind and he knows the, uh, you know, they say that the, the unknown enemy is, is much worse than the, uh, than the known enemy, somebody who is his own son. So the next teaching, we're now 2, 4, 6. Eight lines down in the very wide lines of Zion on the base. Vahamu Rabbi Yechon Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechoi. Mutar lehiskaris baroshayim ba'elam azeh. It's permitted to contend, to have a go at the evil people in this world. Shenem, as it says, Oizavei Torah Yehalalu Rasha. The forsakers of Torah, those who forsake Torah, will praise the Rasha, the evil man. V'shemerei Torah, those who guard the Torah, Yiskaru Vom will contend with the evil man. Tanya and Amihochi, so too it's been taught in a brighter. Rabbi Zeistoi be Rabbi Mosun Oimeh, he used to say, Mutar lehoi hiskaris barashoyim ba'ilam azeh. It's permitted to contend with the evil people in this world. Shenem, as it says, the passage we just quoted, Oizavei Torah yahadudu rasha, the forsakers of Torah will praise the, the wicked, they'll flatter them, but, the game, etc., we say that the Shomrei Torah yiskaribom, those who guard the Torah will contend with them. Carries on the brighter. If a person whispers to you to say, he says, is that really the case? You're allowed to have a good, have, you know, this, this uh, argument with them. But surely it writes, in the, it writes, do not contend with the evildoers. Which also, for the time being, we're assuming means, do not have a go at, do not contend with the doers of evil. So he says, so we see, you see, you're not supposed to have to start up with these, with these people. So, Emerlo, you should say to him, Misha libai nokfoi omer kein. Somebody with heart literally pounds upon him, it bangs against him. In other words, somebody's got a guilty conscience, 
Omer Cain, he quotes this Pasuk. And he misquotes the Pasuk. He says it means don't contend with the Rishon. That's not what it means. Do not contend means to have a competition. Let's see who can be more evil. Let's go after them to try and be like them. Don't be jealous of the evildoers. To try and contend, to run after them, to be like the evildoers. But Amen, furthermore, you can say to him, what about this Pasuk? The same notion, Aliyakani Libacha Bakatoim. Do not be Makane in your heart, the sinners. Hashem Rather, you should be Makane, the fearers of Hashem, those who have got fear of Hashem all day. Now, what does it mean in that Pasuk? What does Aliyakani mean there? Does it mean you shouldn't contend with the, with the sinners? Rather, you should contend, you should have a go, you should fight with, the, with those who have got fear of Hashem? Obviously, that's not what it means. Rather means Ali Kani Libakhabakhatoim ki in Biratashem means you should contend, you should try and run after them to be like them. You shouldn't want to be like the sinners, you should want to be like those who have got Yirashamayim, those who have got fear of heaven. So so too, just like there means Ali Kani Libakha, that notion of Makani doesn't mean to have a go to have an, to antagonize them and to fight with them. Rather it means to want to be like them. So too in the passage you just quoted, Artis Khabamrayam Yas Kamarayam. Artikani Bhati Avlo means the Yas Kaiti Avlo. It means don't don't want to be like them. You shouldn't run after them to be like them. But Avada, you should have, you should contend with them. You should try and, should try and uh, push them down and show them that uh, the true way in life is not. They, they, they don't hold the the uh, the emesic away in life. Answer Gemara. Any is that really the case? It's you're really supposed to contend with them. But Omar Rabbi Yitzchok, but surely Rabbi Yitzchok said, Imra'isa Rosha she'asho misachekes lo. If you see a Rosha. That the time is Masachek is the Loshan of Sukhoik. It's happy for him. He's having a good time. Altis Gore, but don't don't contend with him. Because obviously his mother is good at this as for the time being. Shinema says in the Potsuk, Yochilu Durachov the Khalais. His ways will be successful at all times. In other words, if you see the Rosha he's enjoying good times. It's a sign that his muzzle is on, is on top at the time, for the time being, and therefore now is not a time to get, to get into a, to get into a spat with him. But not only that. In other words, for example, in, in, in court, he's winning, we're going to see in a second, in court he, he wins all the cases, even though he's up against somebody who's a tzaddik, you know he's wrong as well. But clearly something is, is giving him this extra sort of upper hand. It must be the muzzle. So now is not a time. Even though you know you're right, you know you're more righteous than him. Don't don't get into a. Don't don't, don't start with him now. Wait till the time when his muscles down. Yeah, we'll see who that. We're going to see in a second who that applies to. But yeah. But below, then not only will he be successful. It's not only that same business. You're thinking to yourself, why is he being so successful? He's a Russia. So we saw yeah, already we Russia the table. Sometimes Russia enjoy good times. Not only that. Sometimes he'll be up in a court case against somebody who's more righteous than him. You know, when he's successful in a business, you can say, look, I can understand. He is, it doesn't affect anyone else. So for whatever reason, Hashem, through the muzzle, is letting him enjoy successful times. But on earth, not only that, says, uh, says the Apostle, he, not only will he be successful when it doesn't affect others, he'll be Zechen Din. When he's got a court case against somebody who's more righteous than him, he'll win because his muzzle's on top. And as Zechen Shinevan says, your judgment is morim is is raised up from an opposite. In other words, he won't have your judgment will sort of fly away. He'll be victorious in this. Your your your, your case will hold no weight. But not only that, 
Not only will he, will he be victorious in death, he'll also he'll watch his enemies in order to have the that uh, enjoyment to watch, that satisfaction to watch his enemies fall by the wayside. Shinem, as it says, called All his enemies, all his adversaries, He will blow at them. In other words, he'll sort of watch them sort of just fall down like like straw, just fall by the wayside. So we see clearly here, you're not supposed to contend with the Rishoyim. It's not a good idea. If they're enjoying good times, keep well away from them. And yet, you've just said, what it means is you shouldn't contend with them to be like them. But Abad, you should have it, have it out with them. So how do we reconcile this? Answer the Gemara, no kasha. It's not a kasha. First answer is, one is talking about when it's your own matters, matters pertaining to you, Ben Adam Lachaveira. You've got a court case with him. You've got a business, business uh, argument with him. Then, keep well away from him. Because if he's enjoying a good muzzle, even though you're more righteous and you know you're right, it doesn't matter. His muzzle can overcome yours. But, when it's matters pertaining to Kavod Shamayim, it's matters pertaining to the honour of heaven, then you should stand up to him. Because no matter how powerful his muzzle is, Hashem will stand by your side. If you're standing up for Kavod Shamayim, Hashem will fight your battle, as we've seen, and therefore you will be victorious. That's answer number one. The or you can say the Gemara says, answer number two. Sorry, no, I've skipped. Both are talking about when it matters pertaining to Shamayim, to heaven. And it's not a Kasha. One is talking about when the Rosh is enjoying good times, his muscles on top. So then, even though, even though you know you're standing up for Kavod Shomayim, it doesn't matter. His muscles on top, do not rely on the fact that Hashem will help you. And when we said that you should stand up to him, that's talking about a Rosh where he's not enjoying good times. Some, he hasn't been particularly successful. So then he doesn't, obviously he doesn't have this powerful muscle you're up against. So then, if you know you're fighting for Kuwait Shamayim, you know you're going to win. That's answer number two. The Yibar Yisema, answer number three. Both are talking about when the Rosh is enjoying good times. The low Kasha is still not a Kasha. One's talking about a Tzadik Gomer. If you're a true and true Tzadik, then even though he's got good muscles, we know in Mazal Yisrael, if you're a true and true Tzadik, you'll be above Mazal and you'll overcome him. And the other one's talking about you're a Tzadik, but you're not a complete Tzadik. You're not a complete Tzadik. And this Rosha, he may be a Rosha, but he's enjoying a good Mazal for the time being. Don't contend with him. So Omar Alpuna, because Alpuna said, my which says, Lomo Why do you look at, we're saying to Hashem, why do you look at the betrayers? Why do you keep silent when watching a, a Rosha um, swallow up somebody who is more righteous than himself? And Rabhuna asked, Does an evil person swallow up a Tzadik? Hashem that Hashem will not forsake, literally at his hand. He will not forsake him, he will always be by his side. Uchsevene also writes, No wrongdoing, no, nothing evil will befall, will happen to the tzaddik. Erot tzaddik memenu says, 
Because it says, Lomo, it says, Sacharishpa Verea Rosha Sadik Mimenu. If he's just more righteous than the other person, then it can be that the Rosha will swallow him up. And the Sadik Mimenu Verea, if he's just more righteous than the other one, then he can be swallowed up. Verea. But Sadik Gomer ain't a Verea. But if you've got something who's not just more righteous than the Rosha, this person is a Sadik Gomer, then lo you're in a Rasadik Kolovan. Hashem will not let anything happen, anything bad happen to that, to that Sadik. So this is the third answer, that a tzaddik gomer can contend with the Rishayim, even though he's enjoying a good muzzle. A tzaddik she'enu gomer, somebody who's not a true, uh, complete tzaddik, should not. The Yibar Yisem, or finally the Gomorrah gives the fine, uh, last fourth answer, The fourth answer is, even if you're a tzaddik gomer, even if you're fighting for Kavod Shomayim, if the Rosha is enjoying good times, keep well away. Only when it's not Shom because when he's not enjoying a good nozzle, then you can start talking about Tzadik Gomor, Tzadik She'enu Gomor, you can contend with him, but when it's, he's enjoying a good nozzle, keep that away. That's the fourth and final answer. So the first answer was, it depends on whether it's your own matters, or it's matters for Kavod Shomayim. Kavod Shomayim, stand up to him. Your own matters, don't. Answer number two is, no, even if it's matters pertaining to Kavod Shomayim, it depends. If the Rosh is enjoying good times, don't stand up to him. If it's not in good times with the Rosh, then stand up to him. Answer number three is, well, even if the Rosh is enjoying good times, so you're a Tzadik Gomer, stand up to him. You're not a complete Tzadik, then don't contend with him. And answer number four is, no. If, it's, if he's enjoying a good muzzle, then even if you're a Tzadik Gomer, keep away. But if it's not good times for him, then you can contend with him. Oh, there's a way for some to answer that. Ask that. What's the difference between the second and the fourth answer? Any suggestions? You're right. As, as, uh, as Colin has said. That in the second answer, they're each actually building on the previous one. So what, when we come to the second answer... We're talking about, let's say, a Tzadik Gomor. Sorry, in, in the second answer, we haven't yet come to the Chiddush of a Tzadik Gomor. So in the second answer, we're talking about somebody who's a Tzadik She'enu Gomor. So then we say, well, it depends on whether Shalom is whether he's enjoying a good muzzle or not. But, but if we were to come to a Tzadik Gomor at the second answer, because the third answer comes along and says, in fact, if you look at the third answer, it says, in the third answer, it says, if you're a Tzadik Gomor, well, even then, then even if it's Shalom is then you'll be able to overcome it. The fourth answer says, no matter who you are, even a Tzadik Gomer can't overcome it. So in other words, in short, the second answer, which says that it depends on whether he's enjoying a good muzzle, that's talking about the Tzadik She'enu Gomer, if he's not a complete Tzadik. But at that stage, a Tzadik Gomer would be able to overcome it. Even if he was Shah Mitzachek even if he was enjoying good times. The fourth answer is saying, even if he was a Tzadik Gomer, don't contend with him if he's enjoying good times. That's the difference between the second and the fourth uh, the fourth answer. It's, I mean, it's spelled out, and Rashi doesn't spell it out here, but it is spelled out also. Correct, but the, the question is just how to explain the, the, what, what are the Pesukim talking about. In the second answer, one Pesuk is talking about when he's enjoying good times, and the other one's talking about when he's not, talking, uh, when he's not enjoying good times. According to the third answer, both Pesukim are talking about when he's enjoying good times. 
And one's talking about a Tzadik Gomor, and one's talking about a Tzadik She'enu Gomor. It's just how to explain the Pesukim. It's not necessarily there's a Machlekas between the two answers. Yeah? So this, this, you're asking that even with Tzadikim Gemurim, we sometimes do see Lamaita that they do fall at the hands of of, uh, of Rishoyim. Again, I think that may well come back to the question of Tzadik Varada. There are certain, obviously there's going to be certain exceptions. You can only follow certain rules. What was Yishayahu thinking? He was following the rules. But sometimes there's going to be, obviously there's other factors which are beyond our, beyond our, uh, beyond sort of, sort of out of the box. Because otherwise you can ask Sadiq around, what was he doing starting up? If we're saying you shouldn't start up, what was he doing start? Why would the Sadiq him starting them and say, you know, that you can't put yourself into the Sadiq? It must be. There are rules and there's going to be certain cases. No, no, it's an there, there must be certain cases. It's not so much because Shah Mustachek is like. I mean, I don't know, do we see there with Shomit HaChekes? It, it could be there are other, other reasons why it happens, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what, yeah, exactly. But he's saying that sometimes the, the sins of Christ are caused the death of the Sadiq. But that's basically coming on to the same idea. There are certain other rules which, uh, which, have, to be, which have to be reckoned. But in terms of this... Putting outside, putting outside of our head any other rules, this would be, it's a bit like Tosis said earlier when we said, would our Kodesh Baruch do Dino below Dino? So Tosis, yes, we do find sometimes Hashem does things which don't fit in with, uh, you know, you can't see anything that the person did wrong, that's that hey we had. Generally speaking, it's that there's no, that Hashem, we have, there are certain rules, and yes, sometimes we don't understand why things happen. So that, that would be the, sort of, uh, for the time being, the way, the way to look at it. Carries on the Gemara now, the next member of Rabbi Yechanan. We're now two, four, six, seven lines up from the bottom of Zion on the base. V'omer Rabbi Yechanan, Mishrim Rabbi Shimon ben Yechoi. Kadakovei amokim litfilase. We had on Zafov already the idea of somebody who fixes a place for his davening. Once again, we've got another member. Somebody who fixes a place for his davening. Which, as we discussed, means within the, within one place in the shul, one place where he davens at home, within the Daladamas, so, somebody who does that, Oyevov Nofenim Tachtov. His enemies will fall literally underneath him. He'll be victorious against his enemies. Shenem, as it says, the Samti Mokim Le'ami Yisrael, and I will make a place for my people Yisrael, a fixed place, Unetatib, and I will plant him, in other words, so to speak, put Kali Yisrael there. Um, the, sorry, the Shachan Tachtov. And the, yeah, the Shachan Tatsov, and he will, so that Kalisol will, um, reside, live in that place. The Loyir Gazoid, and he will not be, uh, a, a, sort of, uh, afraid anymore, Regez is a lot of anger, but, um, the Loyesifu Bene Avla Le'anoise. And evildoers will not continue to afflict him anymore, Ka'asher Barishona, as it was originally, as it was earlier. Now, what we're saying here is, there is a girsa that the um, Rabbi Yonah has, that's not talking about Tzfilah, it's talking about Torah. 
Okay, so it's brought either Torah or Tefillah, different Gershois, whether we're talking about fixing a place for learning or fixing a place for, for, um, for, for davening. I'll just tell you what the Rabbi Niena says on Tefillah, on Torah, because we discussed already the idea on Darfur of the Gabi Tefillah, but he says it's actually this talk, talk talking about the Beit HaMikdash. And the Gemara is going to say on Darfur, when the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, where does the Shekhinah go? The Shekhinah goes into a place where a, where a person fixes his place for learning. So therefore, where you've got the Shekhinah with you, if you fix your place for learning, that's where the Shekhinah is going to be, and therefore you have the special protection of the, of the Shekhinah, and therefore the enemies will not be able to, uh, to harm you. And on the contrary, they'll fall under your feet. Rabuna Rami, Rabuna asked the contradiction. Ketibe writes in the passage we just quoted, it said, that the, this is, this is the passage in Shmuel Beis, that the, the enemies will not afflict him, then it writes in Yomim, The enemies will not be able to finish him off, to destroy him, but implying they will be able to afflict. So Batakhila originally, when the when the Beit Hamikdash was originally built, it was built with it in mind that they would not be able to afflict. But at the end, later on in time, because we sinned, that condition was sort of the was, was, uh, was lowered a little bit and it was Lechadot Hashem said they will be able to afflict you now but I promise you the Beit HaMikdash will still provide the protection that they will not be able to destroy you to finish you off another member of his to administer to the needs of Torah is greater than learning it Shanam as it says Pai over here Elisha ben Shafat over here, Elisha ben Shofot, so he would pour water on the hands of Eliyahu. It doesn't say that he learned from Eliyahu. Rather, it says that he poured, he administered to his needs. It picks on, it picks on that. Why? This teaches us that to administer to the needs, to be Meshamish Torah, is greater than learning it. And the God says, and the Rabbi Aaron Kotle in, in Mishnah Saran has got quite a long piece on this, that there's two big advantages in, um, I don't know if the God says both, but there's two big advantages, he says one, I think, Rabbi Aaron says the other, that the, there are two big advantages in Shemush, what they call Shemush nowadays. Because you can learn and learn and learn, but you won't know what, it, uh, you know, what, what a thing means unless, you, unless you've done Shemush. You know, somebody, somebody once came to a Baruch Bear, they asked him a shayla about a chicken. I think it was a crop or, or some, something of the... So he said, I don't know, I've, n- I've never seen this before. He said, he, he called it something like the, the Helico Kulkaban, I think it was. The, I think that was the part he was talking about, the chicken. He said, I've learned all about this Kulkaban, but I've never had the opportunity to actually see what the Kulkaban was. There's a concept you can learn and learn. You can even learn the English translation for these words. But unless you see it hands-on, you can't pass in Allah. That's Shemush. That's one, one point, says the Vilmagon. I think he makes that point. You can learn, but unless you see it hands-on, it doesn't, it's, it's not the same thing. You can't apply it to learn how to apply it. But there's another Nakuda, says Rabbi and Kotlin. You can learn, and you'll, 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 you'll accumulate knowledge, but it won't necessarily change the person. He says, when you're in the vicinity, in the sort of, the, that avira, that, that atmosphere of Kedusha, of uh, somebody like Eliyahu, it'll change you as a person as well. As the Raman says, everyone's affected by their surroundings, and ever to be in the, in the vicinity, in the, the uh, uh, sort of to be in the company of a, of a great Talmud Chacham, 
from Mishamish Torah in that sense, that will change the person in a much bigger way than just some learning. And that's the two big advantages. Obviously, you've got to have both. Somebody just sits around uh, being Mishamish, if you've got no, no knowledge, it's also not going to be much use. But the bringing the, as I say, the limb of the day mice to put it into practice, you need to be Mishamish, as I said, to change the person, to change the whole Ashkofa in life, what's the correct way of, of looking at things, and then how to actually apply it. Omar lay Rabbi Yitzchak to the Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Yitzchak said to Rabbi Nachman, with three lines up on Zion Omid base. My time alone, Ossi Marlebe Kanishto. Why was it that you did not come to Shul, let Saluye to Dab? So Omar Lehi said to him, Le Yochilma, I wasn't able to. As Rashi says, Tosh Kochi, I was weak. From which we learn, they speak about, it doesn't mean he was ill. Because if he was, if he was ill, he wouldn't have asked the question. And the Morgan Avram brings this. He wouldn't have asked him, uh, you know, why didn't you come to Shul? If he was ill, seemingly he, he would have known he's ill. That wasn't his question. He says, you weren't ill. Why didn't you come to Shul? He says, Tosh Kocha is feeling weak. From which we learn that if a person is weak, even if he's not ill, he's weak. And a person shouldn't take this, you know, too much of an excuse. But if a person is feeling weak, and genuinely weak, he's not mechuyev to go to Shul. So he said, that's why I didn't come. So Omar Lehi said to him, But why didn't you gather ten people together, make up a minion in your home in Darban? From which we also learned something, making a minion in a house is not the same as davening in a shul. Bezat Hashem will discuss, I don't know if it'll be today, tomorrow there'll be a handout, Bezat Hashem summing up the halachas of davening in a shul, what shul, Bez Hamedrash, all these things which we'll discuss first in the Gemara, and then we'll see how it comes out. But he says, look, you couldn't come to shul, so get a minion in your house. So Amalesi said to him, Tarikhali Milta, it was too much of a turtle. Too much of a bother. The posh of Shat is that means it was too much of a bother for me. There is a Shat, one, one of the uh, Rashadim says, that it, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to bother other people to have to come to me. We find a very similar sort of Machalik later on in, in the fourth tag, who the Tirkha is going on. Is the Tirkha going on, I didn't want to be Matriach others? Or is it, does it mean that. that um, it was too much of a tirch, it was too much of a bother for me, I was feeling weak, I couldn't gather ten people together. So he said, Amal Isi said to him, sorry, so Amal Isi said to him, it was too much of a bother. So he said to him, Vileyma Leymar, Lishlucha Ditsibura, I've got a third answer for you, you couldn't come to shul, you couldn't get ten people together, but why didn't you at least tell the Shleach Tibur, the Ikna Damatsi Tibur, that at the time when the Tibur are about to daven, Lisi Vileyza Ilamar, somehow let me know when, I don't know, you'd have to come out of shul, but let me know when you're about to daven. So Omar Lehi said to him, Rav Nachman said to Rabbi Yitzchak, Michael Lehi, what's your problem? What's, what's all this? You're so bothered I should have to dump with a minion. I couldn't come to shul. I couldn't get ten people together. So I've got to start being my tree. Some of you are telling me I get to dump at the same time. What's all this? Omar Lehi said to him, Rabbi Yitzchak replied, Omar Rabbi Yechom HaMishim Rabbi Shem Ben Yechoi. My dechseh, what's Peshat? Top of Chesam Adada. Va'anin sefeloti l'cha Hashem. And I, my spirit to you, Hashem, is rotten at the time of rotten. Emosai is rotten. When is it an is rotten? Says the God, by Hashem, there's no such concept of, well, now I want the spirit, or now I don't. There's no change in Hashem. Is rotten must be there's a change mitzad us. It must be we do something to make it an is rotten. So when is an is rotten? Logically, it must be, if I'm going to daven, what makes it into an is rotten? Logically, that's going to be when there are a tibur davening together. He says, you see, there's a special potency when the tefillah davens, when the tibur davens, your tefillah goes up with them, as we're going to see in a second, it gives it extra kaya. 
He gives extra kayak, therefore you should have done it. If you can't come to shul, you can't get a minute, at least daven at the same time. And this is brought out also. If you're on business and you can't daven with a minion, at least try and get it in, you know, the same time as a tzibur. You know what time the, 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 there is a shul davening, a minion davening, so try and time it. And by the way, an important point that Mr. Borah makes, I think he's talking from the Chai Odom, but he says people have a misconception, they think, what's the Ica thing with, you know, davening of the tzibur is to catch borrowful. Or Kadush Akali, she said, that's not to fill up a tzibur. To fill up a tzibur means your Shemona Esri should be with a tzibur. It doesn't mean as long as I daven Baruch Hu, well, now, now I can just leave and daven on my own. The main thing, fill up a tzibur, the most important thing is to daven your Shemona Esri with the tzibur. To start it in time with the tzibur, let Zashem will discuss at a later date what exactly means constitutes davening with the tzibur. But the main thing is your Shemona Esri. So you can't make it to Shul, you can't get a minion. At least have. Make sure your tzibur is done at the same time as the tzibur. At least with that, you can tap into it. And an interesting halacha, because I think, I think Chief may have already raised this at an earlier point. What happens, well, because I discussed it, with Musaf and Shacharis. Let's say I'm davening Musaf, and the tzibur are going to be davening Shacharis. Right? A person's not feeling well, so, well, that's not, not necessarily such a good reason. Yeah, that is actually. Let's say, so he's now, he's just got up, and he's going to daven Shacharis. He's just, uh, but it's, you know, it's already 10 o'clock, the Tibur have already davened, already davened Shabbos, what should I do? So he says, yeah, but it's Shabbos. Well, they'll be davening Musaf. So I'll wait till they daven Musaf. I know they get up to Musaf, let's say, 11 o'clock, so I'll daven Shabbos at the same time. Does that work? Is that cool? Does that get, we're davening two different Tzibur, does that work or not? So the answer is no, it doesn't. But, because I think you may have raised the point you said that you've seen it does work. Yeah, but was that talking about davening at the same time or davening in the shul? Ah. So davening in a shul, that's different. Because we were talking about, I think at the time, davening... Well, no, actually, you're right. At the time we were talking about davening in a shul. In Takadeh, we said, uh, even Mincha Amar, if not. But here, interestingly enough, it's be, be worth looking into again. He says, if you're davening, Mr. Burr says, if you're davening in a shul, then that does get a mind of Tzvidah B'tzibur. But if you're davening at the same time as them, then it doesn't help. You've got to be davening in the same Tzvidah. I think he said that. Now, that would be a bit of a kasha on what we uh, spoke about with... He said that Kolshkein... Uh, Muslim and Shafrit, and that was talking about in the shul, I think. You have to check that one up again. But here he says, if you're not dominating in the shul, then you've got to be dominating the same. Shafrit and Muslim is no good. In the shul is, is different. So we see you've got a special minor of dominating at the same time as the tzibur. So Rabbi Yehsi, Rabbi Hanina Omar, he said, Mihocha, we learn it from here. Koyama Hashem, Seyfes Hashem, the eighth Rotson, at the time of Rotson, Anisicha, I will daven. Uh, sorry, I will answer you. So you see again, there's this concept of there's an eighth rotzen, which we say means davening with the sibyl. Rabbi Akhov, Rabbi Chanina, Omar, he says, Mihocha, we learn it from the following concept. Ten kel kabir, behold, a mighty God, v'loyimot. And he will, he, will renot, he will not reject a tefillah. Now what this means is, it means that even though there may be a reason why Hashem should reject the tefillah. Why would that be? Because maybe in this minion, there's some people who shouldn't really be making up this minion. They're not the most orthodox, not the most righteous of people. Even so, says the Rambam, if you've got, a, if you've got an opportunity to dive with a minion, you say, but they're not so, you know, they're not so firm, they're not quite my type, it doesn't matter. Dive with the, I want to say Apikorosim or something like that, that may be different. It doesn't mean you're going too far, but even though they're not, they're not the most righteous, it doesn't matter. There's an Indian to dive with a, with, a, with a minion. You know, they say, they, they say the Vilna gone. Somebody once uh, came, to the, the, the Vilna Gond was making up a minion, and there was somebody there the Vilna Gond didn't want uh, to include in the minion. 
he has a, a bad name, this person. So the person says to the one, I don't understand, what's your problem? Don't Chazal say, if you look at the, uh, if you look at the, the ingredients in the Ketorah, one of the ingredients was called Chelbanon, which has a very, very bad smell. And uh, Chazal say, why was it included then? If it's got, if it's, if it's got this putrid smell, what? This Chazal says to tell you that even the Amorats and even the people in Kalisor who are not so righteous, they also should be included in the Tibur. Don't exclude them. Hashem loves them as well. They also make up part of the Tibur. So he said to the Vilna God, so why are you, why are you rejecting me? You see the Chalbanah, even if you hold on Chalbanah, but I should be included. So the Lashon that he writes in the Savior says the Vilna God answers him according to his foolishness. He said, now you know why, why, why uh, the Rabboni Shalom wanted 11 ingredients in the Ketorah. So, um, so I'll call upon him, it says, the gone, it doesn't mean everyone can, can be included in a minion. But uh, the basic idea is, you see, there is a special power of davening, davening with a tzib. And he said, another prophet could also write, Tadar b'shalem nafshi, he redeems with peace my soul, mikarabli from my enemies, the Lashon here, karab, Rashi says, means the enemies encroaching against me. Why? What protection did I have? Because there was a rabbin, there was a rabbin with ten people were dashing. They were with me. So you see that having ten people dominating together gives it a special tire. And the reason is because, by the way, if you're dominating on your own and you're not machabin properly, then your tefillah doesn't get doesn't go anywhere. If you're dominating together with a tibur, then sorry, it just gets tagged along together. It's like one big package. The postman doesn't look at each tibur, tibur, um, each tefillah separately. He just gives the whole package to our Scottish parcel when you're. When you're davening on your own, then your own tefillah is scrutinized, and if it's not fitting, it won't go in. So especially if a person's not feeling well, and therefore he can't be mechamim properly, it's definitely a good eitzel, that's what you were saying beforehand, to try and daven at the same time as a tibur, because then your tefillah goes up together with everyone else's. Tanya Nami Hoki, it's also been taught like this in a brighter. Rabbi Nosson Omim, in Einstein HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Meis Bitzvilot and Sharabim. From where do we learn that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not reject the tefillah of the public of ten people. Even if that tefillah, each individually is not so, so fitting. Shinem, as it says, once again, him kill kabir Hashem is mighty, he does not reject the tefillah. He, um, he uh, redeems with shalom my soul. Once again, maybe the nafshi refers to tefillah, we've seen nafshi is a lot of tefillah, but it gives me protection of the etc. Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Anyone who busies himself in Torah and acts of chesed, and number three, he davens with the congregation, with the minion, I consider it for him, as if he has redeemed me and uh, my children from amongst the nations of the world. We know the world stands on three pillars. We lost two of the pillars, Torah and Avodah, says the God. Torah and Avodah we've lost, that's why we say in the Yeratan after the Shemena Esrei, maybe you will see a bona vizamit Shemir of Yamino, the Sin Chalkino, the Serotecho, give back our Chedek in your Torah, the Shon Navod Chob Yira, and there we can serve you, that's Avodah, with, uh, with Yira. Sorry? Well, we can sit and learn, but we don't have anywhere near the same level. I mean, you just look at the Gemara, we. And that's already after the Torah. You read the Tzadaris to Torah. The one thing it says the Gon, which Baruch Hashem, you look at the where we are equal to earlier Torahs. Uh, you look at the number of Gemachim and things like that. Is in Kemidas Chasod. Chesed we still have. 
which the Chassam Sofa says, interestingly enough, is the most important of, I can say the most important, but it's the, the bit, if you want, the, the main foundation stone. He says, the proof of the pudding is, look in the Kedesh Kadoshim. The holiest place on earth, what was in there? Even when the Oren wasn't there, in the second Mitzamikdosh, the symbol of Torah, there was still the Kurovim. The Kurovim is the symbol, hugging one another, is the symbol of Kemenes Chassadim, says the Chassam Sofa, that's why you see it, that's the main foundation stone. So we've still got that at least. Al-Kaponim, without these Torah, Abedagon, no base Amikdosh. We're in exile, the Shkinah's in exile, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, anyone who is Osik in Torah, Abedah, Abedah is davening with a Tzibah, davening in a Shul, and he's Osik in Gemeras Chasodim, he's given back the three, three pillars, that's as if he's rebuilt the base Amikdosh, and he's taken us out of God. Where do you see that in the Prophet? Because it says, Podah V'Shalim. The word Shalim, Obviously, it's Gemeras Chasodim, but through Chesed, one makes peace. The Shalim also refers to Torah. The Chom Nesibah Sehel Shalim, all its ways are peaceful. We see earlier, when we talked about uh, people sitting in judgment, on Dachbov, it says when you've got three Dayanim sitting in judgment, <coughs> it says the Shechinah come. The Gemara says, what's the Chedosh? Because you may have said, Din is just Shalim, it's just making peace. Kamash Malon, the Din or Ainu Torah, that making peace, that is Torah. So you see that Torah and Shalom are synonymous with one another. So part of the Shalom Nafshi, that's Torah and Gemini's Chasodim, and it says, Kiviravim or Yuimodi, that's the idea of davening with a, with a minion. Through that, you, we redeem, as it were, the Shkinah and his children from amongst the nations. Omar Ish Lokish, says Lokish, Kol Mish Yeshlo Beitak Neses Anyone who's got a shul in a city, the Eino Nechnas Shalom, and he doesn't go in there and it's followed to daven, Nikra Shokin Ra, he's called a bad neighbor. Shenem, as it says, Koyama Hashem, so says Hashem, Al Kol Shokhenai Horoim, about all my bad neighbors, Hanogi Benachalo, who affect the, the heritage, Hashem Chalti as Amiyat Yisrael, in other words, they damage the heritage that I have given to my people of Yisrael. Veloid, and therefore, what's a bad neighbor? The, the, I think the Mr. Burr says very simply, a bad neighbor is somebody who never visits his neighbor. He never says hello to him, never goes and knocks on the door. He wants nothing to do with him. You've got a shul there, that's the place, that's the Mikdash Ma'at Hashem. He doesn't go in, he's called a bad neighbor. But not only that, he causes exile for Hashem, for the Shekhinah and his children. Shenem, as it says, Behold, I will sort of destroy them, remove them from, among, from upon their land. And the, um, the house of Yehuda, I will again move away from, on their, um, from them. It's not from, from, from within Eretz Yisrael. So find the goddess. It's in that, 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 that same parasha there. So if somebody doesn't go into the shul, he's called a bad neighbor. So out of interest, why is he called a bad neighbor? Why not something else? The, the Vilna Gonsen says a, a beautiful idea here. Perhaps it's not, not, not the literal shout, but he says like this. He says, a Mishkon is what we used to have a Mishkon. Why is it called a Mishkon? He says, because Mishkon stands for, Mem is Mitha, bed, which he explains, he explains why, but the Orin is called a bed, called a Mitha. It's called a Mitha, he brings it from Chalai, it's, it's called a Mitha. Shin is the Shulchan, Chah is the Kisei, he brings from Chalai, Mizbeach is called the Kisei, it's called the throne of Hashem. And the Nun is the Ner, is the Menorah. So he says, that's why it's called the Mishkan. Because it's home to these four, four Kedim. 
Mitov, the Oren, Shulchan, Kisei, which is Mizeach, and Nenei, which is the Menorah. He says, Mitov, the Oren, that's Torah. But he explains why the other three, the Shem, the Chaf, and the Nun, those are connected the three spirits of the day. He explains why. But they correspond to the three spirits of the day. So he says, therefore, he says, some of you, he learns, yeah, yeah, he learns, but he doesn't go into the shul. He's called a Shochein Ra. He's got the men, but he's lost the Shin, the Chaf, and the Nun of the Mishkan. And you're left with Shochein. He's a bad neighbor. That Shin, Chaf, Nun is Ra, is bad. Shaky, lost in it's bad. He's damaging this Shin, Chaf, Nun because he doesn't go to the Shul, which is Kenega the Mishkan and Kenega the Bishamikdash, to fix those up by doubling the street fillers in the Shul. Selby's he's called the Shochein Ra. Tore he's got, the Mitzah he's got, but not the, not the other, the other one. They, they told Rabbi Yechanan, There are old people in Bobo. We're now four lines down in the wider lines on Chef Omadad. There are old people in Bobo. So Tam of Omas, Rabbi Yechanan, in bewilderment, he said, But surely the man Yirbu Yemechan, Vimevenechan, Alo Adomoksit, he writes in the Torah, in order that your days will be increased. And the days of your children, but where? Alo Adoma on the land, referring to Eretz Yisrael. Abu Bechut, Salah Oretz life. But in Bob and in Tzotz you don't expect them to have long life. So Kimon the Omri, they once they said to him, Maksimi Umachshachay, the Bechanishta, that these people, they get up early. And they stay late in the shul. He said, Ah, that's different then. Omri, he said, Hainu da'ahani duhu, that's what works for them. As Rabbi Shah ben Nevi used to say to his children, Get up early, stay late, the idol of the Kanishtah, when going to the shul, go early, leave the shul late, in order you'll merit a long life. Where's the prophet for that? Ashrei Odo, happy is the man, Shemei who listens to me, Lishkot al da yom yom to hasten to my, to my doors, um, to, in order to be diligent by my doors, yom yom, day by day, lishmar mezuzot pesochoi, to guard the mezuzot, the doorposts of my doors. Uchsiv and then he writes after, somebody who comes to the doors of the Beit HaKnesset, he comes early, he leaves late, ki moitzi'i motzah The prophet finishes there, it says, those who find me have found life. So you see, those who come to shul early, those who leave late, they're, they're there, they're not a shocking rat. On the contrary, they'll merit a long life. So he said, that's why even in Chutzah, they merit a long life. The obvious question is, but it still says, Alo Adomo. How do we reconcile this? The Potter says, you'll get a long life, Alo Adomo. The Potter doesn't say, Leman Yerba Yemechem, Vimevenechem, in Chutzah, if you dominate in a shul. We're also, where are we reading Kriyashim? We're also saying it in a shul. So why do you say Alo Adomo? The answer, go on. Go on, no? Very good. It's not, not you may turn it into some sort of... Uh, a shul is Eretz Yisrael. The Kriyoka says this, the Vilna also says this here. The Vilna in fact, brings the, brings the Medrash. Tishtapech no Bachutzah, it talks about the stones of the Beit Hamikdash. And the Medrash says that, that when the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed... The stones of the Beit Hamikdash were scattered across the globe, and wherever a stone landed, a shul was set up. 
Do you mamish got the foundation stone is the stone of the base amigdos? I saw somebody commented a while back, it seems suddenly all of in the recent times people have been discovering a lot of these stones in their back gardens with all these uh, private mignonim opening up. But uh, the, the idea is it's mamish as a kliyoka, davening in a shul, Chazal say, the, the Gemara Megillah says, Le'osu lodo, the shuls and the bote midrashim will all be taken to Eretz Yisrael. Why? It says because the land of a shul is mamish, that is, that is the, um, that is, that is Eretz Yisrael. I remember one of the, uh, I think it was, I think it was Ramatiol Salomon, I think maybe somebody went to him, it was with, with one of the Gedonim in America, somebody went to him and said, you know, he's moving from, I think it was New York, wherever it was, he was moving, I think, to Lakewood, I think it was. So, uh, so the Godel said to him, um, what about the children? So he said, what do you mean? I'm going to Lakewood, or Monty, wherever it was, about, you know, very from area. He said, yeah, have you checked, you know, for the children? He said, what do you mean? I'm going to Lakewood. And he asked, and just went back and forwards. So eventually the God explained to him, he said, people think, oh, you're going to Lakewood. He said, I want you to realize, there's no such thing, a Mokram Terry, think of a Mokram Terry, he said, a Mokram Terry means in the shul and the base Hamedish. A Mokram Terry means people who know where to go. The shul, the base Hamedish, that is the place, that's a Mokram Terry. That is, as we're saying here, that is Eretz Yisrael. That's Mamash through that, a person's Kaviyotel, he's living, living in Eretz Yisrael. Omar Avchista, says Avchista, Le'olam yekonit odam shenei pisokim bebeisakineta. A person should always enter into the shul two doors. The posh shot meaning like Rashi, don't stand by the door when you walk into the shul. You should come in two, the width of two doors, each door being four tefachim, means you should come eight tefachim, which is roughly, um, is about 70 centimetres, something like that, um, into the shul. Because otherwise, if you're standing by the door, it looks like you're waiting to get out at the first opportunity. You should always come well into the shul, after, in fact, I've already jumped the gun. It says you should come in two doors. Snape, Sokim, Sarkadadah says, Gamora, what do you mean, two doors? What, bring two doors into the shore? Well, what, what does that mean, two doors? And our aim or Shir, Snape, Sokim, rather you should come in the, the, the same amount, the same width as two doors. The Yachakach is followed, and then you should double. Don't just come, don't stand by the door, you should come well into the shore and then double. Now, if that's the reason, if it's because standing by the door looks like you're waiting to get out. So what happens if you've got a packed shawl? It's a packed shawl, and therefore there's nowhere else I can stand. I've got to stand by the door. Or a shawl wants to maximise its space. So it puts some, some of the benches, obviously going to be within, within, two, within uh, the eighth bottom of the door. Is that a problem? What would you say? That's right. If you, if you fix the place there, it's clear, I'm not thinking because I'm waiting to get out. I've got nowhere else to dub, and the shul is trying to maximise the space. It's a packed shul, then of course it wouldn't be a problem. There's another shitter in the, in the, uh, the Roshon, in the Rosh Springs, another reason suggested why a person should um, uh, come in two doors. It doesn't mean, or another shut. It doesn't mean coming in, sort of, uh, away from the door. It means you shouldn't run into shul, still, you know, out of breath, and start dubbing immediately. You should come in, Calm down, you know, take, take a, a little bit of time just to sit down for a second and then start doubling. Because again, that's not a way to approach the filler, to run in and all, you know, in confusion and start. Shia Shinobitokim is like a, a metaphor just for prepare yourself a little bit. We'll discuss that in a second. The Maharami Rothenberg said, the same idea with the Zapshah, but it's the first shot, he says the idea is not like Rashi because, it, you know, it, it looks like you want to get out of the first opportunity. He says the reason is because. He's actually explaining like Rashi is standing, he seems to learn it 
you shouldn't stand by the door because otherwise you're standing by the door it looks like the whole time you're trying to look out well not look like the danger is you'll constantly be looking about who's coming in who's going out what's going on in the, in the streets we're not talking about like here where you've got a foyer outside so constantly you'll be looking out it'll disturb your tefillah so based on that they say that um, if you were therefore to make sure that you're not going to have um, you, you won't have either, any of these problems in other words you come what you uh you're standing by the door because I've got nowhere else to double. So according to Rashi, there's no problem. It's not because it's, it's not I want to get out at the, at the first opportunity. And I wait for the, I wait a bit of time when I come in, so I'll be to say what the, what the, the, the other shot they bring, Shane Tosas, um, I don't know how you're yet to the Marami Rosenberg, according to that, I forget now, it must be, how can you make sure you don't get compu- uh, disturbed by outside? They say, strictly speaking, it wouldn't be a problem. Because they, they, they're reading Marami Rosenberg, they don't like because they're, the, the, the Rishalmi clearly doesn't say like that. But the Bach points out, I mean, they already bring, from the Rishalmi it's clear that it's a Gazeera Sarkosis. And because of that, they advise, the Bach already mentioned this, to have a foyer outside of the shul, so that no matter how near the door you're davening, you'll always be well into the shul. You come all the way in, you come well in, not standing by the door, waiting to get out of the whole building. So the idea of having a foyer is not just dumb for convenience, it's actually because of this reason as well, that no one will be standing by the doors waiting to get out of the first opportunity. No one will be disturbed by what's going, at, what's going on outside in the streets. Just finish off, <coughs> what does it mean that we've learned what the, the Posh of Shas and Bezit Hashem tomorrow will, will uh, just sum up the, the halacha, we'll go a little further first and then we'll sum up the halacha. There's not much more the halacha, I think we've covered most points. But the, the um, what's the Shnei Pesachim? So the Vilmagani brings from Kadmonim, the idea of Shnei Pesachim means before you daven, the Achitati Falah means you should have the Yira and the Avo. You should have the fear of Hashem and the love of Hashem and then start davening. That's the two doors, two doors of entry to, to davening. I was thinking just this morning, perhaps you could say slightly different. The Gemara says in Shabbos, it says somebody who's got, it's Lamadala from the base, it's actually Dafayim yesterday, today, somewhere around this time, I think yesterday, that somebody who uh, has Torah, and not Yerashomayim, he's like somebody who's got the keys to the inner door, and not the outer door. So you see that Torah and Yerashomayim are referred to the two doors, the inner and the outer door. And this is exactly what the Gemara says in the fifth parak. it says, the Mishnah says that you should only daven mitoch tovet rosh, not mitoch kalot rosh, not lightheadedness, you should feel the fear, to feel subdued in front of, front of whom you're davening. And then there's a brighter which says, you should approach davening mitoch simcha shal Torah, mitoch simcha shal mitzvah. That's why Tosh says, we say, pesukah de zimra, the idea of Torah. And Tosh says, we pass in like both of these, and therefore when you approach davening, it should be mitoch kovid rosh, feeling subdued, the fear of shamayim on you, and mitoch de rosh, if you can learn a little bit beforehand, well, the pesukah de zimra, as we said, constitutes that. And that could be, that's the two, two pesukim we're talking about here. The two pesukim are that of Torah, and the Yerash Shomayim, as the Gemara says in Shabbos. The Achatati Fala, once you've got that, don't run into Shul, have the Yerash Shomayim, have that little bit of Torah, and then, from that, go into, into, um, into Tzfilah. Rabbi Hananiah ben Akasha, Eme Rotsa, Kodesh